So I have a book that I read recently called The Seven Irresistible Qualities That Men Want From Women. And what I wanted to do is go through each of these qualities tonight. And I want us to just kind of give our thoughts about it. I get it. There's some people who just don't think that men should speak on topics like this. But I hear women speak freely about men all the time. And none of them say, hey, we need a man in the room. This is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Tipping Point Podcast. Peace and blessings, everyone. We want to welcome you to the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all of our listeners, both new and old. We appreciate you guys for hanging out with us yet again. And everyone is here. Gatry, how are you, sir? I'm here, Walker, and you got me off my schedule because you got your jet setting things you got to do. So, okay, man, I will. I'm not coming here. No, this is this is your medicine you're taking back. Um, yes, I'm doing well, even though you got me off my routine. But I appreciate you asking. Pass the black. I'm doing well, also. Uh, finished up our season of Ultimate Frisbee. Buddha. Buddha. I know you were going to say that. And Buddha stands for Birmingham Ultimate Disc Association. Shout out. There you go. There you go. Just for up. those who may have been wondering. Yeah. And that's just Ultimate Frisbee. And we finish up our regular season Thursday night where my team won the regular season. And the tournament was this Saturday. And because we won the tournament, we were number one seed. We ended up winning our pool, which got us to the semifinals. We won our semifinal game. Which got us to the finals, and we won the tournament. Wow. Congratulations! Applause button right here. Yeah. Oh, you can just clap just in studio. Pl- just play it in your ear. Just play it in your ear. <laughs> clap in studio is fine. I'm not doing. No, that. we're not doing that. No, <laughs> you're absolutely oh, really, mistaken. We're men with dignity. I feel the love. Congrats. I definitely feel the love. Congratulations! You win MVP. Man, no. I had, <laughs> I had one moment of glory stolen from me. What happened? So we were on the field. We were playing. Uh, we were on defense. We got a turn. As soon as we got that turn, I took off deep. Guy hooked the disc all the way to me. I'm running. Oh, I'm going to get this. I beat my man. So all I got to do is just wait for the disc to land, and all I got to do is just grab it, point. As soon as the disc gets over my head and it's about to, like, come down where I can grab it, teammate come from the side, caught it, scored. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you have a little conversation about that afterwards? No, I didn't. No, it wasn't a big deal because he was a he was a young black guy. He's one of the best kids on our team. I'm like, oh, hey. so he was black. It was okay. Definitely, it didn't make a difference. It was a tournament. It's a final. It was Walker's, like the final. Walker's not going to appreciate that. No, Learn that later. Appreciate it, what? it didn't matter. It's just that later. we try to like encourage the youth. I'm so lost. Go ahead. We just try to encourage the youth, and I, it didn't matter as long as we got the point. It didn't matter. Yeah, encourage him not to uh, step on your moment. That's what you need to do. I'm fine as long as we're scoring. And we're okay. winning. I don't care who catches the disc. So, so Black, let me ask you this, and switching gears slightly. So one, one of the, one of the mo- more memorable moments I remember hearing being talked about was when the Mavericks won the NBA Finals in Miami. And there's stories of, like, you know, Cuban going to Club Live and dropping, like, 100 grand. What does that championship celebration look like for Buddha? Uh, taking pictures. High five. Go home. Yeah. No bottle popping? There was some bottle popping from our captains. Uh, what happened was uh, 
because I had a good feeling that we could win, what I did was I went and I bought something from Amazon to give to my captains just in case we won. Which was? I went and got them some, like, sailor captain's hats that I handed to them after we won, and they put them on and started celebrating. Why the sailor, why the sailor caps? Because they're the captains of the team, and the captains usually look like an important person when they wear that white hat. And plus, I got it because I saw uh, – I mean, I don't know if you watched when the Warriors won the the title and they had their championship parade and speeches and stuff. Clay Thompson was sitting on the stage with his white captain's hat like a boss. Uh, so I'm like, let me get this for my captains just in case we win. He made a Warriors reference. You should understand that. Yeah, but Clay's not even the captain of the team. What, what are we doing here? How are you doing, Walker? I'm doing well. I'm doing <laughs> Well. <laughs> is this how you felt with the DJ D night situation? Is this is this it? Um, it's a pit of disgust in the bottom of your gut. Times a thousand. Fair. <laughs> times a thousand. Now I'm doing well. We're recording on a Tuesday, so a little bit earlier, and not too much longer after our more recent recording. But I'm doing well. Glad to be back in the studio with you, gentlemen. Good. Speaking of last recording. Yeah, well, before we get to that, I want to make a special shout out. Jeremy Eccles, he's our latest subscriber on YouTube. Big shout out to you. Tim Harris also subscribes. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want your name mentioned, <laughs> subscribe to our wow. channel. <laughs> I know. And he will do it. <laughs> the pressure is on. No, so, uh, yeah, our last recording, eight first dates, man. I had two lengthy conversations with uh, a couple young men, and uh, one of the two just happened to just so happened to be in a similar situation. He doesn't think he got to eight, but um, he did have concerns of a lack of reciprocity from a female. He called his girlfriend. So um, he, he, he gave us a lot of love. You know, he, he did comment on the fact that he feels like not many people are talking about stuff like that, at least from the angle that we're presenting it. He was very appreciative of that. Um, but he also shared with us or said with me, excuse me, that the viewpoint of having more value for what he brings to the table was something he had lost sight of. Mm. And uh, our content was very relatable to him because, of course, you, that was your primary angle. And my angle was coming from, I guess, more of a history of rejection of sorts. And um, <clears throat> he, he, he related to mine, but got fed from what you, pro, uh, what you provided, excuse me. So it was good, man. Um, uh, the second <laughs> the second young man I spoke with was highly opinionated about eight dates. He had a lot of questions, just like the two of you had. And um, I guess he came at it from a more critical perspective from the lens of the person we were talking about. And so um, he just told me what he would do and – um, he leaned in a little bit on the date culture, at least from his viewpoints. And uh, he gave me he gave me quite a few triggers, as he calls it, that he feels like could help men detect if they're foodie dates or not. Mm -hmm. So um, his and I, I can't remember all of them. But uh, one thing he said that kind of went against what we talked about is he's he's more upfront about asking the female feelings about the relationship at the at a given point and so it helps him pick up on any triggers like he says 
if this is going to work so he can kind of save himself from being a foodie day or just, uh, oh, I'm going to call this guy up so I can get a free meal or whatever. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, he doesn't want to go and he don't want to go like an extended period of time not knowing where he stands in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Right. So um, I thought that was good. And, well, I'll get to the sentimental part later if y'all want to talk about that. No, no, no. You, okay. you, the floor is yours. Yeah, so it's just, and Walker, you heard me talk about this uh, after our recording last time. But, you know, for me, man, just hearing hearing that, if if it's one person that says, hey, this made a difference for me, like, that's all the motivation I need, man. And it means that we're doing the right thing. And we can't tell y'all a bunch, but we got a lot of stuff working. You know, I've just been like really reflecting on where where we've come, where we're going. And I feel good about this approach. And I really feel like we're doing what we need to be doing just because so many other things are falling into place. I agree. So yeah. I agree with that for sure. And if if you're wondering about the white table, it's gone. <laughs> we solved it. <laughs> I'm sure There's some what, folks out there who are at the edge of their seat like, man, would I get my money right? <laughs> so you just gave them some bad news. So what do you think, Walker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way you framed it. Anyway. It's okay to be excited about selling the table, okay? Right. Even though they haven't seen it in weeks. It's okay to be t- excited about the table. Fair. Okay. No, I, I think that I think that's dope. Uh, the, the person... Are we free to kind of add more color to the person who the story was about? I mean, without giving their identity away? Or did you want to keep that? Mm, what do you mean? <laughs> you got more context into that person's situation. Right? Oh, my goodness, Walker. I did not prepare for this. Okay. We don't have to go down that route. Yeah, I don't. F- <laughs> it's funny. A difference less than a week makes. But for some reason, yeah. Oh, so, now, so, so now you feel now you feel a conviction. Yeah. <laughs> now you want to protect them. Huh? My emotions can sometimes be on three G. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely. I'm an older guy now, Walker. <laughs> okay. My goodness, not even thirty days yet. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, no, that those are those are. I'm glad to, that you received the feedback that you got. And and it is very, I mean, again, this, this creates a conversation, but at the same time, you know, our motivation is to help develop quality men. Right. And so anytime you can help men along the way, and, and yes, to the other person's point about the whole date culture. And I mean, and again, I alluded to it. People are dating for so many reasons now. And so it's important to identify what a person's motive is. It really is. Because like I said, if you're paying attention to the person, if you're paying attention to the conversation, if you're paying attention, there are certain things, again, you don't even have to ask for clarity because you can already kind of pick up. I mean, you can pick up on the connection or if there's a lack of one, right? Y'all are missing each other. But again, if we're so focused on how a person looks and not really paying attention, we'll miss those cues. So, uh, you know, again, we'll continue to talk about subjects like that for sure. But today I want to I shared this with you a while back and I'm going to set it up. It's going to take me some time to set this up. But, you know, of course, we're a men's channel. We talk about issues related to men. 
you know, I was kind of thinking about doing something for the ladies tonight, but it's, it serves a dual purpose. It's going to help men as well. So I was thinking about how dating is for women. And generally when you ask single women, how dating is going is usually met, especially if they're older is usually met with not so positive sentiments as we saw with Danielle and Sean. Yeah. Shouts out to them. Um, you know, and I thought about that and it, it made me think about the problems that women have. And I kind of reduced them to like three categories. First category that women have is some women have an attraction issue. You have, you have problems attracting a man. Now, these women get hit on women get hit on all the time. So when I say attracting a man, attracting the man you want. Okay. There's reasons for that. Obviously the one that comes to mind. And by the way, when you talk about having an attraction problem in most cases, and for a lot of women, these are issues that they can correct themselves. They can actually do something about it. They just, for whatever reason, choose not to. Okay. One reason is when it comes to attracting, when it comes to attracting uh, a man, it's you're not prioritizing looking your best, right? That could be as it pertains to health and fitness. You're not prioritizing a healthy lifestyle as it pertains to diet, exercise. You're not consistent with it like you should be. Another issue is the way you dress when it comes to presenting the best version of yourself. Now I have had conversations with women and I have heard women say, you know, when I go out, I purposefully dress down just because I don't want a man to, to hit on me. Oh, okay. Have you heard that? Ever heard that? I have heard that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thought I was, I've seen it. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) That was not called for, but okay. He's not wrong. He's not, he's not wrong. (laughs) So we've heard this. Yeah. I understand that, but it doesn't make sense because these same women then complain about quality men out there. Right. And so I understand that, okay, you want to run your errands and and do your errands in peace. I get that. But you want companionship as well. And you're traditional in the sense that you're not going to approach men and and try to initiate a relationship. You expect him to do that. Well, how is he going to do that? If you're trying to repel him, right? And so when I say there's an attraction issue, I think that there are women who are doing things that sabotages the ultimate goal of attracting a quality man to them. Because to me, that they remind me of the teacher in school. What's up? I think I have one more. I don't know if, you, know if you're going to touch on it, but I believe women are doing things to impress other women, and it's not attracting men. I don't know if you were going to go there or not. I was going to get into that point. Okay. No, no, you're good. No, keep going. Keep going. Because when I look around, when you see like what's popular like on IG and things like that, what they're promoting, those things are for women. It's not for women to attract men in my opinion like with the 
I talked to a lot of guys. They aren't crazy about the big eyelashes and things like that. Lord and the, Jesus. And the, what's that? The baby, you either? The baby oh, edges man. on their foreheads, that kind of stuff. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. That's not for us. That's like, that's what women do to impress women, in my opinion. But that's what I feel those are things that they're doing that it's not for a man. Right. Do you think putting eyelashes on the car for men? He's that's that's where for a that's where you that's where you need your drum. <laughs> your, your, your. <laughs> no more soundboard, buddy. <laughs> but but to the point, makeup. You can also argue with the makeup. A lot of that is like nowadays, women are putting on as much makeup as what we used to see people when they went in drag. Or like wow. a, it looks like a filter to me, like a yeah. That's what it looks like. They put on a filter. Is it like that? You haven't been paying attention, huh? Yes. What about black? Okay, black. You, you, you. They paint on a whole new face. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's not a, coming across my feed. Well, again, it doesn't have to be on your feed. Oh, just just go out and pay attention. It's on their. It's on faces. <laughs> well, tell me more about this. <laughs> Is that a new app? How long have you been forty? Again? <laughs> I feel like I've been here under thirty days. <laughs> But but to but to add to that point, like there are a lot of things women are doing that it's an attraction problem. And it, to me, it's like you're going to have to pick a struggle. You're going to either have to deal with men hitting on you and it's inconvenient or you're going to have to deal with repelling men because that, that's what you you know, what I mean, you got to pick a struggle. Those two work against each other. Right. So the the third one is when it comes to the attraction problem is I notice women, they don't have a problem attracting a man. In other words, they prioritize a healthy lifestyle. They know how to dress. They know how to put on clothes and look good. They just don't go anywhere. They go to work and they go home. They're like, they don't really all about the nightlife. They're yeah. not that, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they go home now. The only way that you're going to meet someone is if you're at home and you get a knock on your door or the doorbell rings and you go to the door and there's a guy there and he says, you know, you've never met me, but I pray and I talk to God a lot. And he revealed to me this lovely woman and I got your address and I just wanted to show up, present myself, introduce myself and want to know if would you like to go to dinner now? There may be some women who may actually be okay with that, but most women would be f creeped out about that. Right. Right. Cause first of all, who are you <laughs> and how did you find out where I live? Right. Right. Yeah. So if that's not normal for you, then understand that that is for some women, the only way you can ever meet a man, mm -hmm. he would have to be a creep in your opinion. So there's an attraction problem. A lot of women are doing things that aren't attracting the guy that they want. Now, the second group of women is you don't have an attraction problem. You don't have an attraction problem. You have guys that approach you that you deal with. You have what I call a choosing problem. <laughs> you just pick the wrong guys, right? And so you're jaded at the dating market because you're picking guys who may have poor character 
who are still trying to find themselves, who are still trying to determine purpose, pursuit. Like, you know what I mean? They got a lot of stuff. They, there's a lot of development needed with these men, right? And so because those relationships don't end well, you're jaded. Well, your issue is not the issue of the woman who has an attraction problem. You have a choosing problem, right? We're not going to deal with her tonight. We're going to deal with the last category, which intrigues me a lot, fellas. And this woman, she doesn't have, she doesn't have an issue attracting men. She doesn't have an issue attracting men that she wants. She has an issue closing. And what I mean by that is she'll date a guy and for whatever reason, the guy either loses interest or the relationship just continues on in the dating. They never get to the next level. Right. 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 Or they just continue to hang out there in that weird space. For whatever reason, this guy doesn't want to commit to her. This is the what what I commonly frame this as the woman saying, this guy is just emotionally unavailable. We've heard that before. It sounds like a nightmare to me, but <laughs> he's emotionally <laughs> unavailable, right? Now, I'm not saying that it's not a possibility that he is, that he's not emotionally unavailable, right? You got friends. I got friends. We go to like we can we hear guys and we we know that there are men who struggle with commitment. We know that there are guys who have an issue with marriage. There are guys who are afraid of committing at that high of a level. Right. So it's not lost on me. And it would be disingenuous to act like that's not a thing amongst us as us as men. Right. But I'm not quite sure if that's the case in all areas. And I think that what I wanted to do is kind of camp out here and just kind of talk about a book I read recently. And I think that this book is, will help women understand how men think. Okay. Didn't Steve Harvard do that? <laughs> Where's your drum? <laughs> and he, he did that and what, two movies? Yeah. That was not how men thought <laughs> at all. But I wanted, I, I thought this book will help give, because I don't think women really understand how men think. And there's not a lot of spaces where men can speak freely about what they want and what they respond to. You just said it earlier, Black. There's a lot of things women do for the attention of other women or the acceptance of other women or to compete with other women, Right. But you're out of touch in terms with what a man wants and there's this is incongruent with what our needs and wants are. Right. You're doing things, but they don't exactly fit what we want. And there are a lot of women who are attracting decent men, quality dudes, but you can't close the deal for some reason. And you think in many cases it's him. But no one is telling you, hey, here's what men really want. Here's what men desire. So I have a book that I read recently by author Bruce Bryan's called The Seven Irresistible Qualities That Men Want From Women. And what I wanted to do is go through each of these qualities tonight, chop it up, and I want us to just kind of give our thoughts about it and just talk about it. And I think that 
this will serve as a opportunity to kind of help women gain an understanding, but it also at the same time will help men who are out here dating know what to expect from a woman that you're seriously considering a committed relationship or a long-term relationship with. Sounds, sounds good. I like it. Now I want to give some disclaimers before we even get into this. Uh-oh. I got to give some disclaimers with this. Disclaimer number one. This is not a bashing women session. Okay. That's, That's important. It's, we're not. <laughs> black, we just lost our producer. Black is leaving. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, black. <laughs> but no, we're not. It, we're not bashing. And I think it's important for women to understand that, understand that but it's also an, important for men to understand that. Because, again, it's not just women who are jaded. Men are, there are a lot of jaded men out there. And sometimes your experience can put you in one or two categories. First category is you're bitter. You're bitter. So anytime you hear com- uh, an opportunity to, to, to complain about women, talk about men, or just flock to it. If there's an opportunity to talk about what men aren't doing or what they are doing, women will flock to it. This content is not for you if you're in, if you're on the bitter side, because we're trying to talk about the issues and bring about some solutions. Okay. Hopefully you're on the side of you've had unfortunate experiences, but you want to be better. And if you're that person, this is for you. But we're not this is not designed for us to go in on women and what they're doing wrong. Okay, that's very important. Disclaimer number two. If you are a person who rarely travels outside of your echo chamber, this, if, if you're a woman and you're not used to hearing men talk discreetly about their thoughts about women, their expectations, and you're easily triggered, it's, it's not a good episode for you because we're, we're going to talk candidly about, about some stuff. Now, I get it. There's some people who just don't think that men should speak on topics like this, but... I hear women speak freely about men all the time, all the time. And none of them say, Hey, we need a man in the room. <laughs> right. Right. So again, this is a safe space. We're going to be on it and can it. But to my previous point, it's not a bashing session. Disclaimer number three, we're not expecting perfection. Any quality man knows and understands his shortcomings, his flaws, so it would be hypocritical to demand perfection out of a woman. What I would like for you, if you're a woman listening, because we do have a lot of women who listen to the pod, and we, we, we appreciate y'all listening. Don't look at it as, man, this is overwhelming. Y'all are asking for too much. I just want you to hear how men think. It's going to be a lot because you may not have heard it put quite this way before, Right but you're here to gain an understanding, a better understanding of men. Now I'm going to give a challenge at the end of this episode. That's when I'm going to ask, I'm going to challenge you to do one thing as it pertains to what you've heard. Okay. So we're not talking perfection. You don't have to be perfect in these things. You may not be doing some of these things. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. We're talking about what men desire, what they find desirable in a woman. Okay. Fourth thing is we're talking about a certain kind of guy. 
And this is why it's so important for the men to listen, because we're trying to help develop men to be more quality. So we're not talking about every man is looking for this. We're talking about a quality man who's looking for a quality relationship, one that's long term. Fair? Yeah. I think I've gone through my disclaimers. So. You're going to pin those at any point. <laughs> and I said in go. stone. There you go. Feel free to pin them at any point. And pin them. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and get into the first one. So the first, the first irresistible trait or quality, the first irresistible, irresistible quality that a man wants from a woman is he wants honesty from a woman. Okay. What that means is in, 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 in the author, Bruce talks about, he talks about unlimited honesty, but with limited openness. And what he means by that is when you're asked something as y'all are conversing and getting to know one another, be honest, but you don't have to just drop and unload everything about your past family history, dating history on a person, especially if he doesn't ask for it. And what he talks about is being a woman of mystery in a sense. And a woman who's mysterious, who doesn't just let everything hang all out, it, it builds intrigue in a man in that he wants to get to know her more. Right? And so what, he's, what he indicates is that the problem that a lot of women may have is with this honesty thing is that they give up too much too soon. And because the man hasn't hasn't known you long or hasn't gotten a chance to know you, you can have a tendency to come off as unstable when you're sharing a lot of like personal stuff about your past. Because what how it tends to work is even when you get into some uncomfortable truths to share. If your character and the way you've been carrying yourself has been solid up to that point, he's observing all of that and he can balance your past with the person that he's getting to know now to an extent, of course, but he talks about being honest. It, it, it centers around being an honest woman. And one of the things that, that a quality man wants to see in a woman, he wants to see a woman who doesn't put up a front mm. or presents herself as something that she's not right. Now, I understand about your representative and putting your best foot forward, but this is especially true of men of quality, men who are doing really well. They have a problem with dating women or meeting women who are trying to be something that they think he wants, but it's not really them. And so the issue is, is men want a woman who doesn't put up a front. They're being their authentic self. But at the same time, they're also not playing games. Now, this kind of ties into this kind of ties into what you mentioned earlier with one of the, uh, the the fellas that you were speaking to about the last episode. If a man is leading and showing initiative, if he if he's pursuing, don't play games. If you like him, reciprocate. Let him know you like him too. It's okay to do that. Oftentimes women will play hard to get 
or do that and see if a man doesn't feel as though you're being genuine or you're not being honest, that's a turnoff to him. And so one of the things that he says is just be honest. Also, too, and I think this is a very important point with honesty is don't be afraid to show your vulnerability. And I think this is especially true with a lot of women because a lot of women have bought into this idea of being the strong woman. But you have vulnerabilities. And so what happens is to a man, when you show vulnerability, what you're doing is you're appealing to a man's desire to want to protect. But if you strong all the time, you don't need me to protect you don't need me to protect you. You you like you got that all you're a strong woman, right? So when it talks about vulnerability, and again, this these are things that comes over time as you're sharing and you get to know a person more. But a man wants a woman who's honest up front, not putting up a front, not playing hard to get, but is willing to show a vulnerable side. Um, you know, and there's even a scripture that talks, he didn't list the scripture, but I thought about the scripture, first Peter 3 7. And it says, you know, and it's, it, it refers to husbands, but it says husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner. And when I hear that, it talks about, I, I hear vulnerability. If she's being vulnerable, she's able to be open and vulnerable with, or honest and vulnerable with you, then you want to protect that. You want to respect that. And it creates an opportunity for you as y'all get closer to be vulnerable yourself. So these are things that a man finds attractive in a woman is that the fact that she she's honest and she knows she's honest when the time calls, you know, when it calls for it, she's asked a question, limited openness, but unlimited honesty when asked thoughts on that gentleman. Yeah. I mean, in general, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't know many men who wouldn't want an honest woman. So um, I, I do have some nuanced concerns, but they don't take away from my agreeing of, of the overarching. Let's hear them. Um, I, I guess I'm hearing two things. Like we want you to be vulnerable, but we don't want you to be too vulnerable. I feel like there's a slippery slope. And that that's, that's one concept I couldn't grasp. Okay. So what would be, um, what would be do you talking about the openness part? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What be, I took from that was be honest but use a bit of discretion is what I got from it. Okay. Does it help? No. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that and and, and think just, about just, think just about be, think about think clear, about you. Like think think of my emotional makeup. It's all over the place, right? Um mm. so when I, when I think honesty, I tend to think of that unilaterally. When I think vulnerability, I think of that unilaterally. So I'm just like, you want me to be vulnerable? Here you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, so. And I'm, I'm not saying that's right by any means. I'm just gotcha. telling you how I process it and how it seems synonymous to me. You said, which you was like, it's just a steady flow. It's no spigot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You want vulnerability? Here, Here it you is. go. <laughs> But you do understand how that could be that could that could uh, sabotage you as you're yeah, if you're meeting someone. It has. <laughs> by, by the end of the day, they ended up crying together. <laughs> or she went to the restroom and didn't come back. But I mean, and again, this is just me. But I think there's a lot of health in that. 
I do. I, I do, but but I'm also feelings, emotions on the sleeve. You ask me a question, man, I'm going to tell you. Maybe yeah. save it for the eighth date. Shade throne. I see what you did there, though. <laughs> so, so, um, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I just had that little nuance concern, gotcha. but not a deal breaker. Just pace yourself. What do you think about Impossible. that? Yeah, I was kind of what I said. You have to, uh, you would want to, uh, the lady you're interested in to use some sort of discretion. Like, just like if you know there's a connection, I guess try to build it over time. Don't just yeah. like don't give don't put all your cards on the table on the first date. Just give it a little bit at a time. Each time y'all like if you feel like there's a deeper connection, I guess give them something a little bit deeper each time instead right. of giving it to them all at once. The 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 word he says is give the man the opportunity to unravel you. Peel it's back almost, the layers. Yeah, slowly peel back that because as he gets as he as he learns more there's a desire and a hunger to know more. And you rob him of that when you just l- drop everything at his feet. We are curious people. We are curious people. And a mysterious woman piques that curiosity in a man. And, and, it's, and again, it's an art to it. It's not an exact science per se, but just whenever the conversation comes up and you're asked something, don't lie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there is a discretion even in honesty. Yeah, because one thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to figure out, like, why are you single? That's that's like the first question in my mind mm-hmm. when I meet someone, like, why are you single? I'm try- and I'm going to try to figure that out. I'm like, okay, this is this could be a reason. Maybe it's just the guys. Like, all these, like, some of the points she's made early on mm-hmm. about, like, attractiveness and things like that. Like, wh- what category does she fall in as far as, like, why is she single? Right, right, right. So we like we like that one. The first one was okay, Phyllis? Yeah. Let's, the second the second quality is supportiveness. Men want a woman who is supportive. And the reason why uh, the, the author says that men want a woman who is supportive is because men interprets a woman's support as respect, which he ultimately he ultimately processes that as love. So a woman who supports him is very, very, very uh, important because he looks at that as a sign of love and respect. One of the things that he he mentioned, and again, this goes back to reciprocity. The man wants to know, are you generally interested in him? Do you do you want to get to know him? Right. And when a, and you can feel when a woman is really interested in you because she asks you questions that make you say, what has ever really asked me that before? Right. All right. Like there's a genuine interest that she takes in you. How does that make you feel, gentlemen, when when a woman takes oh, interest in you? I feel invincible, man. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cut and dry. Like, yeah, yeah I'm thinking about my wife right now. Like she holding it down. Yeah. Oh, you're doing this thing. So like she may not listen, but she supports in different ways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, she won't go into that. Yeah. <laughs> She's choosy about when she listens, so whatever. But, but for she, me for me it's like, well, I mean But she supports you. you. Yeah, you don't even have to. Like to me to me, she could choose not to support me, then I have to figure out like what to do with the kids and the whole domestic situation while I'm trying to do whatever you're doing. Yeah. 
So support support is pretty. Yeah, because it's it's almost like in my mind I'm feeling like okay, she's a part of the team. Like she's we're gonna be a we can do things together. Right. If she supports me, and in return I can support her. Right. Uh, one of the things that he talks about, which I thought this was good, is this is kind of like a self-reflection or evaluation of the woman. And he says, be honest with yourself about the bandwidth of your support. Mm. Because there are a lot of women who are busy. A lot of women climb the corporate ladder. A lot of women are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, lawyers, doctors. You have a whole vision of your own. And so, again, if men interprets support as a sign of love and respect, it's not a necessarily an issue of you being not being willing. It's do you have the bandwidth to be able to support him in a way that he needs support from you? And I think that's an important conversation because you got a whole other kingdom you're trying to maintain but he's got his kingdom that he he wants support from you on. And I think these are conversations that aren't really had mm-hmm. in relationships. And sometimes men can almost feel slighted or feel a way about a woman's career because it's pulling her away from the support that he craves and needs and wants. Correct. Thoughts? I mean, you, you're reading my book right now. I mean, it's it's something we go through. Yeah, my my wife's a very successful entrepreneur. Um, But one thing one thing I can give her credit on is when we were dating, she was very clear to me about what she was going after. So it was it was my own fault because I lost sight of what she said. So that led to. But, you know, that that there are seasons. Right. So, like, I know. Well, I don't know. I know now after trial and error. But um. There are seasons for that. There are seasons where we got to have all hands on deck for um, for what you are chasing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, reciprocity. There are seasons for you to support what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Black. I have a much more mature approach on that now than I did then. Well, that's how that works. I guess kind of like what a little bit about what Ronnie is saying is that you have to see, I guess, you got to assess what your needs are in a relationship and what her needs are and see if y'all can find a balance. If there's, is there a, I guess if there is balance between like what she needs and what you need and can you provide it for each other? That's good. And, and, and that's kind of what his next point is be supportive. He's, he's encouraging a woman, be supportive to this man, this quality man, but don't become his slave. And what that means is what tends to happen is women to throw themselves into the support of a man, supporting a man, but never, requires or ask for anything back. Mm. And the analogy that I, that came to mind as I was reading this is we think about our cars, our vehicles, our vehicles get us from point A to point B each and every day. And we value what our cars do for us. Right. So when it comes time to reinvest back into our cars, whether in the form of gas service, oil change, Whatever the case may be, we make sure we're doing that because we need that car for the long haul, correct? 
think about and, and for, for quality, because it, it's so easy to get acclimated and almost a sense of entitlement when you have a very supportive woman. You just expect her to be there. Make sure that her needs are being met as well. Just like you make sure your car is being serviced when it needs to be serviced because you need your car to get you from point A to point B. Just right. like you need her support, make sure she has her needs met. And that present, prevents her from feeling like she's a slave to you. We need the support, but she also needs some things from us as well. Another thing, too, and, and another thing that men can learn from is, and this, and, and I've learned this in my personal experience, I can relate to this, is we want a woman to support us, but she's already overwhelmed with some of our problems already. Ooh. Right? Yeah. And so we want her support, but we still, we don't have ourselves together. We still got some stuff going on and it's difficult for a woman to really support us if she feels the stress and burden of the issues you got going on. It's difficult for her to really support in that matter. And so I, rem I can recall times in my dating life that I wanted someone to support me, but there were some things that were like not, really in place in my life. And it was tough for that girl to support me in that, which also means that you don't have to support something that is either wrong, <laughs> either illegal or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to support dysfunction. And so, you know, as a as a as a man, make sure, as, as Jordan Peterson likes to say, make sure you clean your room. And it's easier for a woman to support a man when there's a lot of there's no dysfunction or there's little dysfunction in a man's life. Right. Yeah. When she feels secure, she feels she's easy to support you in that all things being equal. And so that's something that that he talks about that adds balance to the support thing, because there are some things a man may ask a woman to support that she probably shouldn't be supporting. And so that's a point, a quality point that he made that I, that resonated with me, because I can remember back in, in in the past, I wanted support when I probably didn't deserve it. Right. Right. And then this kind of goes back into what I was saying about being honest with yourself. Are you a capable, reliable woman? Are you capable to say, because oftentimes you want a high quality, high value man, but this man comes with, he, he comes with some requirements and it's not just for you to sit up and look good. Right. If this man is building a kingdom he's probably looking for someone who can assist him in certain things that take some pressures off him tasks that you need to be able to handle without him being around. And so are you capable? And, and there's a book that he references by Thomas J. Stanley called the millionaire mind. And in that he interviewed like some, some millionaires, some successful businessmen. And one of the things they talked about that they valued in a woman was a woman who was able to support and help him either with the business, help them either with other things, but they need there needed to be a level of competency. 
And they said, some of these guys said that that's more attractive than a woman who's just really beautiful. A woman that can help him get to the next level. And herein lies why some women will say, you know, this millionaire's wife, she don't look all that, but she's probably really a strong support system for him. She's probably really capable and reliable. He can depend on her. He can hand her stuff and task and she'll take it and run with it. Right. Yeah. So these are things that a man, especially a quality man needs is a woman who can support his vision, what he's got going on. Thoughts guys. It's no different than the first one you said about supportive. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know why we were talking. I don't know if we had a guest on that mentioned it, but you were talking about the support and the woman giving, was there a guest that talked about like a cup being full or not full enough? Like you've given so much of yourself and your cup is empty or something like that. I, I do was Lewis, wasn't it? I think that may have been Lewis. That's so. what came to mind. It's like yeah. she's like her cup is empty while she's trying to fill your cup right. and it needs to be balanced. So that's what I thought about when you're talking about the support part. Absolutely. And also when you're talking about the millionaire, what came to mind is like, it doesn't take the same, it don't require the same amount of maintenance for like, a Ford Fiesta as it does like a Range Rover. Like if you're going to be a millionaire, it takes a bit more maintenance than it does than just an average guy. Right. That's what came to mind when you were talking about that. I agree. I agree. And, and I think what a lot of women feel that <laughs> when they land a guy like that is you've made it, you've crossed the finish line, right? I can just coast. I can, I can go shopping during the day and I can, I can just drive this this amazing, you know what I mean? I can just live it up when, yeah, that may work, but I don't know if you're going to get a long-term commitment from that guy because how useful are you to him? How are you helping him? How are you supporting him or, or is he supporting you, right? Is it just that he's supporting you? Now, you can have the car, the shopping, all that if you're supporting him, right? And a guy is more is very attracted to a woman that can help him get to that next level and support him in that regard. So that's the second quality. Doing all right so far, gentlemen? Third quality that irresistible quality men that look for is feminine gracefulness. In other words, a feminine woman. Now, we talked about in the episode, It's Time to Man Up, we talked about toxic femininity, right? And Black gave a definition for for that, and it basically... was well, femininity. It was the definition for femininity. <laughs> and I get it. Like, man, listen, we're in a time where women have options and choices, they can stay in their they can be traditional or they can they can take advantage of the opportunity to have a career, go to college, have a degree, have several degrees, start a business, move up the corporate ladder, go out and conquer. But to do that in 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 an age of empowerment, women are being encouraged to do all of these things, right? But there's consequences with everything because to go out in that world and conquer and succeed and withstand challenges, overcome challenges, you end up cultivating masculine traits. 
Running parallel with that, though, is the desire for companionship and relationship. And because a lot of women, especially women who've been single for a long time, there's a natural tendency to have this struggle with transitioning back and forth between masculine and feminine traits. And so when it comes to doing life with a man or being with a man, you're a woman, obviously. He's attracted to the, the, the hardware, but the software is masculine, right? And so the, the analogy, and basically he says high-quality men are naturally attracted to women who embrace their femininity. And we'll talk about examples of what femininity is. But the example I give with this is a lock and a key. This is what I thought about, okay? thought about a lock and a key. A key, in order to reach its potential, doesn't need another key. It needs a lock, right? So a man and a woman coming together can reach their potential because they're, by design, they are to complement one another, right? But what happens is women who want to be, may even want to be feminine, but have been, have developed masculine traits within themselves, have a difficult time attracting quality men for the long term because you got a key and a key together. And long term, that's not going to work. You're not going to unlock his masculinity or he's not going to unlock your femininity, right? So that becomes a challenge for a lot of women in terms of being able to attract a guy like that. Examples of femininity, nurturing, you're a nurturing woman. You're playful. Again, you're flirty with the guy, right? You are, you are, you are the, the physical femininity. Now we're getting into the dress, how you dress, how you carry yourself, right? These are feminine traits. He gave a few examples, and then he talks about feminine fertility. That also plays into being physically fit. Like those things are, again, it, it basically is another word for saying it's sexy to a man. And I know that may sound objective, but men were what? We're visual. And so these things, the way you dress, like, again, it's summertime. Sundress season. Now, you know what a sundress can do for most men, and you can be covered up, right? But it shows it shows a woman, and that's something men, even though men may try, they can throw in a dress. They don't do it like a woman. Don't even look the same. Oh, that. Got out of control very quickly. What do you mean? A man can throw on a dress? There are a lot of men who throw dresses on. You haven't seen that before? I've been seeing it more lately. Yeah. You can throw it on, but you can't, you can't rock it like a woman. He's lost. Where do we go? Are you sleepy? <laughs> I don't know how that contributes <laughs> to the combo. But what I'm saying is, is that... <laughs> My, my point is that is very attractive to a, to a man, a woman who embraces her femininity. I'll stop here.
hear y'all's thoughts. It's a woman embracing the essence of what a woman is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's, it's it's hard for me to add much to this. <laughs> okay, I think I, I think, think I know how to I think I know how to get him going. I guess the only thing that came to mind was like, in a relationship, could there truly be two leaders? When you're saying the key key thing, like a man needs to be well. Traditionally, a man should lead, and a woman should follow. But if you have, if she's been in the corporate workforce and things like that, she may be conditioned herself to be like a leader. She may be a manager or a leader at work, and when you come home, you can't turn that off. Right? Yeah, and that that that's something that happens in our household. You know, like my wife runs her shop, and it's a struggle because she doesn't. It's not always easy for her to turn that off. Right. So yeah, I mean, has she when when she does turn it off? Yeah, things are things are great. So I guess how did you how did you get to that point? <laughs> What's yeah, that? How did how do y'all get to here? Oh, I'm in confrontation. Yeah, I had to I had to stop being scared of it. And I Healthy st- confrontation? No, for me. Again, my wife is nowhere near as emotional as I am. So factor that in. But you know, it's just a, it's the common common trait of just getting fed up with certain behaviors. And just deciding to do something about it without thinking it out. So you've seen how this has affected you. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, yeah. okay. But I will say, I will say it was work for us and my approach to my wife. All women are different, but um, I've taken a more interrogative approach by asking questions, lead her to the answers, throw my hands up, walk away. Do you think it would help? You know, I'm 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 having a daughter. Yeah. Cause well, I'm not, I'm not, well, what <laughs> I'm still holding out on hope for young Delante, <laughs> but anyway, go not ahead. After Walker. what you just named her last week, Zariana, Zariana, what pick one, Zariana Delante. Yes. <laughs> so for me as a father with my daughter, I'm going to encourage her to pursue her dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to suppress her dreams of whatever it is she wants to do. But I do know that going out into that world, she's going to pick up some traits that may be difficult to shut off in the case of your wife when she comes home, let's say she's married, it's going to be difficult for her to transition back into her femininity. What do you, what would you advise? Like, how can we train or, or just get it in the minds that, Hey, if you're going to go out into the world, but you still want companionship, you still want a life with a, with a, with a man, you still want a husband. How do we encourage them to cultivate both? Mm, That's a good, that's my question. That's a really good question because you would, you would want your daughter to maximize her potential. Mm-hmm. Whether she's single or married, right? Right. So, while she, let's say, while she's single, she's in college, she graduates. Your narrative to her is not going to be, "Hey, babe, look, you're doing well, but make sure you're keeping a small part of your heart reserved for a man." So this whole success thing looks different. No, who's saying that? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, I think what happens is people hint at the thought of you needing a man as you're in your career, as a woman's in her career successful, but no one is talking about 
how you should prepare yourself in the event that that man comes into your life. Well, and and gosh, I'm I'm reiterating your question because I'm I'm even at a standstill mentally. Like, how does that happen? Because mm. you you don't you don't want you don't want to. I, at least I would think you wouldn't want your girl to be on the track for success, but maybe you kind of hinder that because she has to learn how to be led. You know what I mean? Do like, you, do I, you, I don't know where that. Do you think that starts with conversations? Just conversations oh, yeah. with your, okay, as, you, as you gradually, you know, she's able to, you know, I mature. I just don't know how that convo looks. Yeah. Cause you, you, you think about it now, like we have some dope, women who are doing great things right around us that are single. Yeah. Do you, do you risk putting the gas or excuse me, applying the brakes to that momentum? I don't know. To encourage a woman to keep part of her heart ready for a man to come and lead her. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's a, that's a, that's actually a really good question because I don't think my initial response is no. What about you, Black? I don't think you want to suppress her what where her goals and dreams are. But at the same time, there should be a way for you to cultivate that part of you. Well, I was wondering, as far as you, how have you and your wife done it? Because I would say the your daughter would the first example would be how you raise her, like how mm -hmm. you and your wife good question. Oh, good point. Interact yeah. and like do it and then also uh i guess examples like in the church yeah but i would think just first off it would start in your home like giving her an example of like hey this is how me and your mom are doing it she would have a model yeah 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 my wife i mean she's working now um we'll see how that goes once the baby gets here <laughs> that's still up in the air but at the same time, I've always been the type that, hey, pursue your dreams, do what you got, do what you want to do. You want to come home, you can come home. Totally up to you. You know, that that's that's fine either way. But I think at the same time, I think showing how healthy that can be would be encouraging. Um considering how we relate to one another. Yeah. My, my wife, I mean, of course she went to school. She, her, her degree. And what's so funny is she got an engineering degree and she worked in her, her career from or her field for maybe like two, three years or so, but it was really rigorous for her. So she just, she got out, came back home, started doing something different, something else. And so you know, for her, that was just certain things that she just didn't want to develop that thick skin for. And like I said, she works now and I encourage her to, hey, to pursue, pursue your gifts, pursue the things that you enjoy. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think, I think that boiled down to her just being kind of open and honest with herself about who she was and what she was willing to deal with. You know, sometimes that happens a lot when we choose a certain career that's this is not what I guarantee I bargained for. So, right. so um, to get on, one of the things he talked about else was uh, the damsel in distress that men actually like a woman who plays that. And Gatry is shaking 100 percent, 100 percent. Yes. I'm coming over to fix that light bulb. <laughs> OK, and Captain. If, 
If you act like you don't know how to I fix it. I saw what it, he did there. I saw what he did. I'm not worried about Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm coming over to fix the light bulb. And you coming over to kill that bug? Yes. You coming over. When you act like you don't know how to fix it, yeah, I'm turned on. Why are you turned on? Because I'm a man like that, that, that embraces the embodiment of what manhood is. You, you're not going to make me feel better than my, about myself than letting me do something like that for you, even if it is a light bulb. Or oh, change your tire. Yeah, I am about to say, I remember my wife was when we were dating. Man, she called me, yeah, I need, I got got a flat tire. I know how to do it. But uh, I was, I was want you at least come so I don't get hit by any. I was like, man, uh, say less. I was there. <laughs> you... You can stand on the side, but I'm changing this tire. How to make you feel when you change it? <laughs> oh my goodness, like Superman. Mm. And you're right. Yeah, men gotta have that, bro. A woman who understands a man's, because really and truly, it it it's a man's. You know, he talked about pickup artist and how the whole the 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 science behind a pickup artist is to train men to suppress their open desire to impress a woman so usually what pickup artists try to do is come off as nonchalant with the woman to gain her attention because typically that's what men have done you have a question run that back express their desire to want to help a woman so when is that I, what you said no. they're encouraged okay say it again because i i, I didn't I, pick up artists yeah i didn't i i felt like i didn't so, hear the, it right. so the thing with pickup artists is it's it's suppressing the desire to try to impress a woman. Oh, okay. 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 And one of the, one of the tactics pickup artists attempt to do is try to teach men to come off as nonchalant uh, around a woman. Uh, uninterested. Yeah. Uninterested. Right. And usually that'll gain her, especially an attractive woman because she's anticipating men to be interested in her. So when you come off as uninterested, you stand out and she notices you more than the other 20 guys who's been trying to talk to her all night, right? But what happens is that's all proof that men have a desire to want to impress a woman if you have to learn tactics like that. And a savvy woman who's trying to attract her guy will play into that guy's need and desire to want to impress her just like what she can kill the bug. She can do all of that, but she'll call you in that voice and say, babe, can you come over here? It's a it's something that that crawled up under under the bed. I don't can you get it? Can you look for it? Oh, I'm about to crawl up under the bed. That went somewhere fast. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm married, dude. I'm 40. Yeah, that's a guy who showed up at the front door already knowing her address and everything. I mean, that may or may not be true, but this is not about me. <laughs> But you can relate to yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. A cheerful, optimistic woman. What's the value of a cheerful, optimistic woman? Invaluable. Go on. A woman who's just optimistic and cheerful. You want a Debbie Downer? No, I, I want you to go on like he no. asked you to. I know, I, I, I'm curious, but you, 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 you go ahead, Black. Yeah, I mean, I feel that would be invaluable to you. Someone is always there to lift your spirit, and she's always happy. And she's there to celebrate, like, turn up when you do well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't well, want a, a woman who, like, everything's always a problem? 
Why are you looking at me? Because you seem to have like that crazy face. I'm curious what you were thinking. No, I was agreeing. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you okay? That's that was your agreement you. face. Uh, okay. Uh, I didn't know. We I was like, I didn't, you start moving and shifting. You know, usually people oh. do that when they get uncomfortable. I'm getting stiff. <laughs> there it is. Y'all see a trend here? Yeah. <laughs> but what were you gonna say? Did you bring the bio freeze? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get out of this forty mindset. No, I mean, uh, I, well, one thing I did think of is <laughs> my wife has a tendency to be overly optimistic. Now, with this, really? well, yeah, with this optimism, and it's it's selective, okay. But with this optimism, does it have to be balanced? What's the what do, you, what do you for mean? Instance, for instance, I was like, "What's the counter?" Yeah, to it? yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna fly across country with our two boys to Disney, uh, deal with two cancel flights, have a flight diverted, get there six hours after we're supposed to get to Disney. Everybody's gonna be happy. Go, Mickey, go. Well, overly optimistic. Not enough realism there. Well, well, uh, <laughs> well. Okay, context. We gotta have. You wanna do it again? Okay. <laughs> context we know how your wife feels about disney world and disneyland right but what i'm saying as it pertains to you and what you got going on in your, oh, in your world the man not necessarily in general with her how to pertain the things about you well, well she, i don't know walker okay go because we go back to the support thing right sure we got to be willing to support them just as much as they're willing to support us well, my point is, Gatry, with a woman who is dating a guy. Oh, how, we're at the dating stage. We're a woman who's dating a guy. I mean, again, you can you can toss all this out then. I'm I'm a woman who's here. again, we're trying to help the a woman who's dating a guy. How important is it for her to be cheerful and optimistic? Oh, okay. okay. Next one. <laughs> Come on, man. You try to get I get lost, you, man. I get it, lost. You're trying to help the I'm trying to help the ladies, man, okay. and All the right. guys at the same time. My bad, my bad. Marriage is a great thing. Think about you got. We're trying to get them there. Uh, think about a cheerleader. <laughs> don't do that again. Don't no. do that this week, please. <laughs> don't do that again this week, please. Think about a cheerleader. Right, I'm with you. <laughs> See how you perked up. See how you perked up, Gat. Okay, describe a cheerleader. Describe a cheerleader. Describe a cheerleader. Just I'm, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Describe a, describe what you see when you envision a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. In shape, feminine. In, in shape. How is she dressed? You can see a lot of skin. A, a man can't wear, like you know, men don't normally wear what they wear, right? Straight men, right? No. Okay. It, it's it's for a woman, and they look not. How do they look? Long hair? Yeah. That's just not medium. Okay. Um, face made up nice? Yes, they're ready to be they're ready to be on national television. Have you ever seen a cheerleader frowning on the mm-hmm. sideline? Even I, when they're losing. I can't say that. I even have. when the team is getting ran off the field, right. have you seen cheerleaders look frowning? I'm not giving you that, but I have once. I just did. You can just, he just got to look for that one time, right? <laughs> you know what it was. I can't even say the words anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but you, I don't know either. Okay. But but my point is, Black, you know, you you can. Yeah, they have a role. To, to look a certain way, present a certain way. And they're always cheerful. Hence, cheerleader. 
You're the cheerleader of that man's life. Right? This has been one of my battles. And that's as, as and a, that's as a man. I'm for real. And that's fair. Yeah. But that's what I that's mine too. When when that woman is, good things are gonna happen. So if you're if you're a guy and you're dealing with a woman who's just quarrelsome, everything's a problem. Yeah. That's that's a problem. If 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 everything's a problem, you can't even be happy for them. Everything's an issue. Are you attracting that man or repelling him? Repel. It's easy. Okay. Four. Unconditional respect. Now, what I mean by unconditional, <laughs> I got to clarify. Yeah, when you said that first next part of my mind, I was like, because I said so. <laughs> your, res- <laughs> your respect for the man isn't based on how you feel in the moment. If you having a bad day or in a bad mood, we need respect. We crave respect like women crave love and affection. Right? That's how you love a man is you respect him. And in many cases, and he says it, men want it more than sex, which I can actually attest to this. I've had a... So now I'm not that mature yet. Okay. I've had a girl turn me all the way off from her because of the blatant disrespect. That makes sense. Right? Like I don't want I don't want anything from you when you start disrespecting me. And the problem with this is the problem with this is women aren't really wired to give respect. They give love. That's why women are nurturing. So in the same way that generally speaking now I'm speaking general, but in the same way that men have to work at being affectionate and loving towards their woman, he says that women generally speaking have to work at respecting that man, because that's not something that they naturally will give and he talks about he talks about a woman's background especially if she grew up in a home without a father or if she's had traumatic experiences related to men you're going to struggle in the area of giving that man respect what do I mean by respect we have a need for responsibility as men can we relate? When you take away a man's need for responsibility or a place in your life, you rob him of the opportunity to be a man in your life. That's why it's so dangerous when I hear women say, and that's why I went so hard last year when I talked about women needing a man, is when you say you don't need a man, you're basically telling a man there's no place for you in my life, which is the... It sets the tone, the environment for, and is the absolute definition of what it means to emasculate a man. Because you're basically robbing him of, one, his identity and his role. For women who have worked so hard to be successful, who can do a lot of things for themselves, you have to ask yourself, what is that man's place in your life? And does he know it? Is it a significant place in your life? Because if I just feel like I'm just a, 
I'm just I'm just a something on your checklist of things to get in life. I'm not going to feel valued and respected. So it's important to as you as you get successful, you got a lot of things occupying your time. Where does a man fit in your world, in your life? And have have for many people therapy. Have you taken the time to go to therapy and work out whatever internal issues you may have as it pertains? Because a lot of women have issues trusting men and you hear it easily, especially when women like bad faith arguments for women as men, men cheat this. We're not talking about cheating men. We're talking about quality men here, men of character, men of value, right? If you have deep-seated, deep-rooted issues stemming back to your childhood or failed relationships, you're going to have a tough time providing that unconditional respect for a man. Thoughts, gentlemen? I said, I said it all. Yeah, that's that's rough. I mean, that's 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 a core competency, man. Like rough how? Hmm? You said it's rough. It's rough to add any more to that. Oh, respecting a man is a core competency. I probably went in the wrong direction, but when you were talking about respect, what popped in my mind is like, I don't know how it is like you and like your wife, if y'all had a family function, mm-hmm. would she fix your plate and bring it to you? Or are you expected to fix it yourself? Or is she that, has, she's fixed my plate for me. Do you feel that as respect or? i tell you what, i tell you what I, I interpret as respect. When she disagrees with me, but does it in a very private. mindful way. And in private. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? When she talks to me or talks to me when we get by ourselves and is like, hey, what was that all about? Why did you do that? Instead of how I've seen many people that I know, they get into a yelling match at a restaurant. Over see, something petty. And see, and see what happens is what happens is that man and reason why it gets to that point is because now you've met key with key energy, right? You've turned up on him. Now he has to defend his honor against his woman. The natural instinct. And he has to get louder than you. <laughs> Or uh, uh, exert himself because well, because well, you can't well, be. You, well, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's dial it back. Are these are these uh, attributes of a quality man? What's that? He has to yell to. No, I'm, I'm I saying keep that's what he context. would. That that's one thing he could. That's do. what I'm be, saying. That's, that's the best be, thing. That's will be. T- he will be tempted to do that. Oh, yeah. okay. He'll be not, tempted to do that. Yeah, a quality man would, would be. He, he he would just they, put it put it away quietly. Right. Be mm-hmm. done with her. Right. But what I'm saying is is. That's typically what happens when you see stuff like that happens yeah, is because people. now the man has to get back control. It's the respect thing. He try to meet her with her energy. Mm, right. I got to get back control of the situation. Okay. That's usually what that becomes. That's the whole reason that fi- that fight happened. Right. Yeah. There's a way. And even, even with the whole support thing, the whole fight, the respect thing, you don't have to agree and go along with everything. And that's not what the author is saying. 
But what he is saying is there's a right way to do everything. And so when it comes to me with the whole play thing, like I think it's a sweet gesture. I don't really interpretate interpret it as much as respect because the reason why I like this point, and I think this is the most important point, is if you can figure this one out, the other ones actually start falling in place. Because if I respect you, I'll be honest with you. If I respect what you got going on, I'll support you. If I respect you, I'll, I can be feminine around you when I respect. You know what I mean? The, the other ones become easier when when a woman has respect for a man. So respect is the foundation. It's the foundation as far as I'm concerned. If you don't have this, we can throw this whole list out. It's going to be tough to do the other stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. So I, I think this is a biggie in my opinion. So um, any more thoughts before we move on? So the next one, next one I got, hold on. Yetri's not turning up as much today. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm taking your notes. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's hard for me to turn up on this stuff. The next, the next quality is understanding and complete acceptance. In other words, a woman who accepts the man and doesn't try to turn him into what she wants him to be thoughts. Uh, before I go into my notes, I'm gonna let y'all go off of that. So the first thing popped to my mind was sometime when women go into a relationship with a man, they have an idea of what that they want that man to be. And they think they can change him into their ideal man instead of accepting him as who he is. That's the first thing that popped up to my in my head. I don't know about you, Gatry. Or yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, I was getting reflective again. But um, think about the masses, man. Now. I know, I know, I know. That's why, I did, that's why I had to like sit the ceiling, <laughs> trash a bunch of stuff, and figure out what I was gonna say. But yeah, um, but it's classic. Like, sadly, this is a this is a common thing. Um, you know, if I get this guy a little rough around the edges, but I can, I can train him. I can get him, get him where <laughs> I want to go. Um, I, I will ask this question for, for you two. Is this acceptable within reason? Example, um, when I met Ronnie, his wardrobe was khaki pants, brown two-button shirt from Old Navy. I feel like he can do a lot better, so I'm going to uh, delicately upgrade his wardrobe mm -hmm. and to mold him into what I think he should look like. I don't think that is as deep. Like that's it's like, like that's kind of superficial. She can okay. I can have I can let her have some superficial stuff. It's the more. But if I like Old Navy, yeah, she got to respect that, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Just as long as you're not going out together. Here's the thing. And, and one of the things I got from the book is you can only help him grow in areas that he wants to grow in. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? If he's open to growing in an area, you can, again, support. You're supporting him by saying, hey, 
let's try this. Mm. Let's try this. You know what I mean? Now, but, but he's open to it now. So it doesn't feel like he, you're trying to change him. You're now supporting him. If that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Because if you're not ready to change and she is, and she's trying to force you to change, you're going to, you're going to begin to resent her because she's going to come off as nagging. She's going to come off as someone who doesn't really respect what you got. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lack of acceptance there. Even if it is something like clothing. Sure. If you, if you don't want to change your clothes. Okay. I'm guessing that wasn't that important to you though, right? Uh, it turned out not to be. I made up with resistance, but it ended up working out for me. When you get now, compliments. Now I'm, back, now I'm back to my When old, you started getting compliments, you okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real tall. So. And, and that's that's typically what I know about Gatcher. He'll he'll just throw up a resistance to most stuff, and then later it's the best idea ever. Yeah. That's his initial reaction. It, that's that, typically that's his initial yeah. That's on brand for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, so black, how, how, what do you, what do you make about that? Like a woman who, again, there has to be established acceptance as to who you are. But then if, if the guy's open to ch- some change, he's open to some, or he just, he doesn't really care about certain stuff. Oftentimes it's stuff that the guy don't even want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I don't like, I don't be, I just be throwing stuff on. She'll help in that regard. You know what I mean? It, it'll be stuff that he doesn't care about already that she can help with. I'm almost at a point where, like, it's a lot of things that don't matter to me. But the thing that does is what I do with my time and what you're trying to get me to do with my time. Mm. That's That'll be the big thing for me. Yeah. If I have something planned and you have something you want me to do, but you didn't tell me about it in advance. or Well, that goes things, back to respect, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's... Uh, most other things don't really matter that much to me, but like my time is very valuable to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That goes back to respect for sure. Okay. Where are we at? Number five. That was five. Did y'all have anything else on that? No. Unwavering loyalty. A Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. What do you think about that, fellas? I think about Tim Harris. Y'all remember his analogy? Yeah. Go ahead. Repeat it for me. He, he essentially said, I butchered these so much, but he essentially said, men often get accused of cheating, but men by nature are unparalleled when it comes to loyalty. You said When you said Dallas Cowboys, that was my trigger to think about Tim. <laughs> yeah, well, well – He's a Dallas Cowboy fan? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I don't think so. Okay. But I, I think about I think about my teams. I don't waver from my teams. I, I may favor one to win the NBA, but they're not really my team. Amen yeah, to that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but um, but that loyalty is ingrained in a lot of men, I think. So I think it's only natural that your your quality man would desire that in his female counterpart. In my opinion. Black. I agree with what Gatcher said. I agree too. How important is reassurance on the part of the woman to a man? Reassurance. Because that's that's one of the things he talks about. In other words, we like to hear a woman reassure us that 
we are important to her. Oh my goodness. Even when we're at a low point. You mean words of affirmation? Which is which is that part of which is part of the next like, one. Sound like a book coming. Go ahead. Well, Kat. no, it's 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 a love language. And for men that I know, one of the common trends seems to be that, that ranks pretty high. It may not be the highest. It's not for me. It's gonna be in the top top two or three, I would think. So uh, so I, I so so I know I know how getting that reassurance makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like yeah, man. Do you think a, a a woman shows the ability to be more loyal to a guy when she's really into him, and not what he can do for her per se? Yeah. Now, granted, she's gonna want a man to do some things for her. There's nothing wrong with her about reciprocity. <laughs> but it feel it, I'm more I'm more open to wanting to do for her when she shows a true genuine interest and concern for me as a person. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. I want to hear from you. Like you need to tell me that I'm doing the right things. I'm checking the right boxes. I got to hear that. You got to be appreciated. Yeah. I got to hear that. And when I hear that, does the words, I mean, does it matter if she's like, if you do something, she says, thank you. Or those like, is that really huge? For me, thank you goes a long way. Okay. And you know, I'm not one to like assess undertones and things like that. Thank you. That's all I need now. <laughs> you want to tell me more than that, then yeah, the benefits from that are going to be. Again, so if a, if a woman is, is really drawing you in, she can be like, I really appreciate the dinner and I appreciate the time it took. You were, you're so good. Like you would just eat all, she can have so, her way with me after that. That's your language. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> what does loyal mean to you, Black? I guess being able to support me and kind of go back to what you said, like if there was like a disagreement and we're out in public, we handle it in private. That's a form of reassurance for you. Yes. Okay. Let me ask okay. you this. Let me ask you this about loyalty. The challenges and issues y'all have, can she run to her friends and family about it? Can she or should she? It's it's kind of interesting because I don't know about her friends and family, but like I can understand if it's like it's one best friend or confidant. Mm-hmm. That I'm okay with. Going to your family and getting all this different input, I'm not for that because everybody's going to give you their opinion. I'm good with, like, a very best friend, a confidant, but if it goes beyond that. Is is that more of a is that more of a disloyal thing or is it just a boundaries thing for you? It's a boundaries because I don't expect if something to happen that we disagree with for her to keep that bottled up and try to deal with it on her own because I'm – Personally, I bounce ideas off my close friends also. Yeah. So I would expect her to do the same thing. He, he mentions therapy, but I just don't know how many people actually, like most people do have close friends that they do bounce stuff off of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that was one rule I was like, eh, I don't know about that, but I get it. I get it, especially if you're loose-lipped. I agree with the family thing. Because your family has a way of not letting go. 
and they will hold that against that person after yeah. you've already forgiven them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's best to keep the whole family out of it just because there's an investment. They're invested in that person on, on a whole different level. Like friends are invested, right? But family takes it to another level, right? So I just think I, I do agree with him on the family thing. But friends, I mean, you got some friends that, that'll hold you down if you got some good friends. But what about a woman? What about um, what about being an empathetic person? Like if you know how to empathize with other people or you're empathetic towards him, does that show loyalty to you? If if a person can empathize with what you're going through? Yeah. Okay. I think we need more of that. Yeah, I'm not qualified for this. I'm an empath. You're overqualified. You're overqualified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> 3G. Um, one of the things he mentioned was don't, don't put the man, don't, don't, the man isn't a category, and I kind of mentioned it earlier. Like, you're not on his to-do list. So if a man feels like you was just a degree, job, house, car, successful man, kids, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just a to-do list item. He's not going to feel like when, the, when things get tough, you're going to stick with me. Fair? Oh, very fair. So making that man feel like he's important <laughs> and not just a list on your item is critical to showing or reassuring him that you're really here for him. Cool. Last one is number seven, proactive love. And he talks about the five love languages. Is that, is that a thing? Yeah. Proactive? Like that's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Proactive right. there love. There you go. There you hit, go. Proactive. Hit a soapbox. There you go. Love. Or proactive love. Makey. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean. So what he says is. <laughs> the Walker pivot. <laughs> this is a woman who understands her man's needs and goes out of her way to ensure that they are met. Okay. All right. I'm turning down. Okay. Like know what I need before I need it. Yeah. Well, or okay. I'm turning back up. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Cause you, you need to finish this before I just go. I kind of want you to go. Cause when I do go, you shut all you, you be, you have nothing left to add. I, I want to grow. I'm, I'm too afraid. I want to grow. I want to grow a little bit tonight. You do? Yes. No, I, I want you to go first. <laughs> well, that doesn't help my growth. Finish please. <laughs> So proactive love, in other words, you're not responding to things that happen. You're actually influencing things in the relationship. For example, you've been mentioning, we've been mentioning sports. Let's say, and I mean, you're probably already a season ticket holder, but let's, let's say your team is, is, is Alabama, right? I'm Hypothetic, not. Hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. But let's just say, let's just say your wife surprises you with tickets to the game. Okay? That's never happened. She sends she sends the she sends the boys away and she sends she buys tickets for you and some of your close friends and she she encourages y'all to hang out or she, have the, is she coming? Do you want her to come? No, I thought Think about she, that answer. 
I, I thought it was going to be a bro trip. Blink once if no. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm good. I'm good. But but you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's a thought. Or she has she she lays out a spread for you to hang out and watch the game. Wow. She smoke you some wings. She sends the boys away and she she brings she gets some of your your favorite foods. You kick up and watch the game and enjoy yourself. That's proactive, right? It is. Or let's say you've had a rough week of work. Okay. And she does something like sends the boys away and y'all just y'all have a y'all have a staycation at home, you and her. And you and you you get charged back up on the proactive type stuff. Well, I thought we weren't talking about marriage. But see, I'm talking, but you, this also can apply. If you're listening, this can also apply in dating relationships as well. I'm just you giving you those examples. So you see them, Gotcha. but I'm talking about a woman who is thinking basically being thoughtful around the areas of need for her man. If he's high stress because of work, how do I get him to relax? Right? Yeah. If it's something he enjoys, how can I get him to enjoy that? And think about what it means to you when your wife goes out of her way to do those things for you. How you start thinking about her, man, she is really dope. How did she come up with a surprise birthday party for me? Yeah. And I had no idea. Right. How does she know that I deal with low down, dirty scoundrels? That I allowed to get close to me. Because she's proactive. <laughs> I've thanked my wife every day since then. See? For that party. Yeah. Now yeah. we're back. <laughs> yeah, see? And he did he does get into understanding a person's needs. And he talks about the five love languages. And he talks about he he runs down the list of them. And I think those are conversations. If a woman understands for you, it's words of affirmation. But yours is also physical touch. So imagine imagine if a guy likes physical touch and she always is up under him, always cuddling with him, always, you know what I'm saying? Like he he wants to be touched. She gives back rubs. Like think about how that makes that man feel. That makes him feel amazing, right? Even, even... If it's words of affirmation, it could be the smallest of things to the biggest of things. Like you are really, you are so smart when it comes. Like even with talking, when you talk about podcast stuff, like you are really in like you're, you're so, I love how you intelligently just communicate this stuff. Like it actually makes sense. I could follow you. I think about how that makes you feel even in that. Yeah. Right. A woman who understands that guy's needs. And again, it is reciprocal as a guy. You got to reciprocate that. But at the same time, that helps a woman that that helps a woman in terms of maintaining that guy, keeping that guy around that guy. He can't get think if he does if he does one through seven of the if she does one through seven of these or some of these, he can't get enough of this woman. Right? Right. Thoughts on the last one? 
And he's back. I mean, I don't. I don't have anything to add to that. I mean, it's just taking the time to think about your man. Let him know that, like, he's important. If I'm willing to take the time to, like, see what's going on in his life, seeing how I can do something for him that he's not expecting, that I know that he needs. It's going to send me to the moon. So here's my challenge to the women, because this was a lot. We talked about a lot of different topics. All I'm challenging women to do is just choose one and cultivate it. If If you're in a relationship, if you're talking to a guy, or even if you're married, this can help even in a marriage. Choose one of these that you may not be particularly strong at and cultivate it. And I encourage you, if you want, the author's name was Bruce Bryan's The Seven Irresistible Qualities Men Want in a You gonna show him the book? I already did. Oh, okay. Did okay. the beginning. Okay. Do it again. This is the book. Seven Irresistible Qualities Men Want in a Woman. What you guys thought about this? You still nodding. I need words on a podcast. No, the, these things Bring are words like, of affirmation, man. These, well, great, great job, Walker. These things are engraved. Sincerity. In the <laughs> DNA of men. Are so, we thinking about these things? Are we as men thinking about are them? These are things that we, we, we may not be thinking about them. Go ahead. I, I think we're thinking about them. I don't think we're communicating them. That's fair. I know I, I didn't, especially back in the dating thing. I, I had an expectation for her to know, which is not fair. Yeah. But I can't, I can't help but think <laughs> eight dates. I don't think I knew all of this when I was dating, though, in fairness. Does eight dates happen? But think about. If that man knows these things. Probably not. But that's why this helps both men and women it's as well. Precisely, Walker. This helps both men and women in that regard. But I think these are things, man, if you're really trying to, if you're vetting out a woman, there's some, this will help you identify red flags at the very least. Right? Right. You should identify something. Again, if if that woman is combative (laughs) and she's not, she's, she's, you see a lot of masculine traits in her. She's very argumentative. She's not really supportive. She ain't got time to support you. She ain't got time to show up at this event with you because she got this going. Y'all, and it may not be she, she's a bad person. It just means she may not be the fit for you. Just may not be. Um, and I think, too, for a lot of women, you got to ask yourself some questions. Is this the guy I need to be loyal with? Is this the guy I need to be supporting? Because again, you could you could have a choosing problem. <laughs> you could real. you could be with a guy that doesn't qualify for any of these things I've talked about. Right? Yeah. And again, you have to even yourself as a woman have to be asking yourself these questions along the way. I like that he didn't talk about sex as much. Because most people won't be honest that in a dating relationship it's difficult to make decisions if you don't have a sober mind. And oftentimes with, when sex is introduced, our judgment gets cloudy. We don't take tests or exams while we're drunk. 
because we need all of our mental capacity to think and evaluate. You do what you do. If you want to have sex, do do what you do. But I just know from my anecdotal experience, personal experience, and I've, I've had a few of them, there have been times I've given grace to people that I should not have given grace to. There have been times I let a relationship go on far too long and that should have been cut off early on in the process because I got physical early and developed that attachment. And it was tough to re, to to detach. So I like that he 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 didn't really talk about sex. And in the last one about proactive love, he says he talks about men have a desire to escalate physical intimacy while women have a desire to escalate emotional intimacy. And there's a balancing act to that. And that's where he talked about the importance of establishing boundaries. Again, he's putting it back on a woman to evaluate, hey, if this guy wants this and you're not ready, may not be a good fit for you. So I love how he balances this whole book by evaluating the guy that you're with. And if y'all aren't compatible or if your needs and wants are incongruent with one another, this may not be a good fit for you. And it's okay to walk away. And I don't think you're a bad woman if you're not really good at some of these. But this is a challenge to pick one and work on it. We do all right? Yeah. Guys, we want to thank y'all. A little different podcast, but we want to thank y'all for your time. As always, you can hit us up at The THA Tipping Point on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, guys. Definitely hit us up. Like some videos, man. Get our engagement up, man. Show us that you rock with us and actually hit us up on social media, Instagram, Twitter at the tipping point, T-H-A, tipping point, one word. As always, I'm Caesar Walker. That quiet guy over there this time is Ronnie Gatchery. We're the Tipping Point Podcast. <laughs>